0: Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio
1: without the static.
0: Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen.
1: Uh, Yeah, c'est moi. C'est moi, c'est moi, I beg to the... I'm much too noble to lie. Uh, I stand incurably something... C'est moi, c'est moi, tis I. Don't ask me. Um, I think that's Lancelot singing in Camelot. <laughs> it just came to me. I don't know. Oh, the effluvia—is that a word that's in your head? The uh, yeah, you know, you can never find what you want to find in your head, but there's all this uh, all this stuff in it. So, well, 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 so much news since last we spoke uh ha. i don't pretend to be an expert on north korea on uh you know high level uh, diplomatic uh uh brinksmanship and um that's one of the things that's always um amused me somewhat about doing this kind of a job how when the the topic of the day turns to, you know, geopolitics. It's not as if, you know, that's something I'm an expert in. I am merely somebody who follows news, reads a lot. And since I have decided to eschew, God bless you, uh, cable news and all the usual back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, I don't know what the you know the yappers are are saying i i refused so all i have to go on is my own gut and uh, and also the newspaper because i did read the papers today and uh in in large part i'm thinking first of all when i first heard it i thought oh no <laughs> oh no the idea that something that has never happened before that a president of the united states will be sitting across a table from the scary, bloodthirsty, autocratic head of this rogue nation. Uh, And that president, who is supposedly representing the interests of not only the United States, but of the trembling free world, that president is Donald Trump? It scares the holy hell out of me. It does, because my first reaction was, "Oh my God, uh, Kim Kim Jong Un, my guess, is seeing a golden opportunity to play this neophyte, this blustering idiot, who is the president of the United States." That's my gut. And uh, it doesn't matter that Kim Jong-un is uh, essentially a kid himself. He has proved himself of late to be a very, I think, smooth uh, character uh, with his ability to navigate uh, his bizarre position in global politics. I, I... I mean, you have to admit that he's been masterful diplomatically since, I guess, prior to the Olympics. When all of a sudden, uh, he shockingly says, yeah, yeah, we'd like to come. And then, yeah, we'll have this joint team with the the women, um, a united front, we'll march in together. All of this was so not what we've come to expect from him, that I think there's a tendency to sort of let down your guard and think, oh, well, maybe this guy is coming around. And then we see pictures of him smiling with South Korean leaders, and we meet his sister, and she's dubbed charming by the world press and so after all of that this sort of charm offensive that he's he says to Donald Trump, "Hey, let's talk. Let's talk in the in the next like 6 weeks essentially, right? Did he say the beginning of May? March, April, I mean, come on. And Trump, my guess is, without thinking, just reacting, said, hey, yeah, wow, yes, that's my guess. That's how that came down, that it was like that. There was not, my guess is trump calling up seasoned veterans of north korean diplomacy or anything that this was him doing what he does best just going from the gut and i'm thinking he's fallen right into exactly what the north koreans want and when it comes to this kind of high stakes, literally high stakes, life and death, nuclear conflagration high stakes, I don't want our side represented by (laughs) this narcissistic loose cannon who only sees this as a personal victory. I'm... And as this wondrous deflection from all his other difficulties, Robert Mueller breathing down his neck, dominoes looking like they're starting to fall in that regard, porn stars and their uh, lawyers coming at him, Uh, the blowback from his own party about his tariff, uh tariff, which was also the same kind of gut, immediate, not thinking it through kind of a decision he made. If you've ever read memoirs of people who have played these high stakes games in global uh, politics or accounts of how things went down this was happening with these two frightening men the heads of two nuclear powers is is not in any way the way global dipo- diplomacy occurs trump said yes before he even has a plan going in Trump said yes before he said yes, for God's sakes. And he doesn't even have an ambassador in South Korea. He said yes. And the only guy in the State Department who really, really knows the North Koreans he sent in a letter of resignation last week. He said yes when our Secretary of State is in Africa cleaning up after the mess Trump made with his shithole country's remarks and had said earlier in the day something suggesting that there's no way that we're going to be negotiating with North Korea and then of course three hours later Trump uh, throws again his Secretary of State uh, under the bus and makes him look foolish. I don't know about you, but I'm finding this absolutely frightening. In any other instance, any other administration, I'm serious, any other administration, with serious people, even if I don't agree with them politically, at the helm, I would be less nervous, but I'm plenty nervous now. You have to know that on the other side of this historic confab, which, by the way, might not happen. May I just throw that in? May we we recall who we're talking about here? Two incredibly mercurial characters. I would guess that uh, the North Koreans have more uh, at stake here. This is their dream come true. This is... (laughs) My understanding, it's everything that North Koreans ever wanted was, a, was to be perceived as being part of the world community, of being allowed to sit across from the leader of the still, I guess, most powerful nation on earth to be a member rather than an outcast, rather than someone who is ostracized. So this already gives him the legitimacy that he's been seeking, right? And here's this other troubling thing for people who know history. The North Koreans agree to stuff, and they never keep their side of the bargain. Never. Never. And I saw that Trump tweeted something like, uh, "The nuclear proliferation, we're going to stop their, you know, they've agreed to sit down and talk about essentially stopping their nuclear program. There is not, <laughs> not a snowball's chance in hell. That's what is going to result from this meeting. That's my take. Um, And North Korea is in the driver's seat here. This wasn't our idea, we did no prep. We've we've not uh, and he's accepted this ridiculous timeline, where we don't even have and we don't even have the government in place to deal with it. Trump's being played. I mean, we know that world leaders look at him and I can't imagine what they say. Yes, I can. I can imagine what they say in private, but my god the north koreans aren't immune to this they're thinking hey we gotta make some hay why this while this guy's still in the white house because he's a friggin fool and he only cares about himself so let's give him let's give him what he wants Let's give him this distraction. Let's give him this historic victory. Let's put him front and center as the great negotiator he claims to be. Let's do all that. Let's roll the fool. That's my bet. On Trump's part, I'll give him this. It is also quite possible that Trump's frightening instability and belligerence <laughs> was in fact helpful in uh, making the North Koreans a little more uh, willing to uh, smile and engage in diplomatic efforts. Could be. Uh, it, 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 it could well be and I wa- I'm not going to take that away from him. But he is no more Trump capable of outsmarting this, the North Koreans, than I am. So, that's my uh, take. I think the South Koreans are being played. They're so desperate for, you know, I mean, one can't imagine living literally cheek to jowl with with that regime. And hope springs eternal over there, grasping at any chance. And so Kim Jong-un has figured out the charm. That's something we hadn't tried before. We just tried all the nuke stuff, but now that I got my nukes, let's try charm. We'll see. That's my take. Any of you want to do another take? Understanding that you are not uh, North Korean experts any more than I am. And I'm just telling you what my gut reactions were. And uh, also, uh, maybe some of you have got better stuff by virtue of listening to the talking heads. But I just, I'm, I'm really trying not to do that, as you said. Uh, Chris writes Trump can't even make a good deal with a porn star. That thank you very much. There it is. Can't even make a good deal with a porn star. He's been outmaneuvered by Stormy whatever her name is, right? He's been outmaneuvered by her. <laughs> Chris and I are on the same wavelength. How's he going to make a good nuclear deal with North Korea or any other country? No, he's going to be played. And he's so full of himself that he, as we know, regularly discounts the advice of people who know a whole lot more than he does. Nah, nah, he goes with his gut. And remember, that gut's filled with Big Macs. We got a call. Hello, caller hello oh, Lynn. yes hi
2: hi um you know what gets me about this whole thing with korea is they always keep saying they're going to develop a nuke they're going to develop a nuke they can have a nuke anytime they want and russia and china gives up to them so that whole i think it's the united states stalling 'cause because they know they're in a no-blidden situation
1: they are going to
2: have to realize that someday that we're going to have to live with them having a nuke. Wait, 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 they and do they, have a nukes. Unless they want to blow half of the peninsula up. I mean, they, I don't get it.
1: They do have nukes. Right, they, they have them. Yeah, it's not, this is not China a future tense. This is, they have nukes. They, have they have also em. now have, we think and fear, the capacity to deliver nuclear warheads right. intercontinentally, yes. meaning... They could maybe hit us. That's why this is so serious. And if you think that Donald Trump's sitting down with this guy, that this guy is going to say, okay, you can have our nukes. We won't do any more nukes. I mean, come on. No, he's playing them, like you say. I think so. So. Anyway, we'll
2: the no win situation.
1: It seems to me it seems to me we gave away everything up front pretty much. I mean, generally if an invitation like that comes in, you sort of say, well, that's interesting. Uh, let's get, we'll get back to you on that. Let uh, perhaps if you agree to this, you know, there might be preconditions that we would set. You know, I mean, you don't just I don't think you do. You don't even do that with countries you even like. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. This seems like uh, amateur hour. Sure does. And with nuclear weapons involved, um, that should give anybody pause. So um, let's just say this. My hopes are not high for um, anything great coming out of this. It's possible. It's possible that, uh, you know, some little something will come, maybe. I don't know. But I'm just saying the way this has begun is a little unsettling, to say the least. It it seems like another reality show thing. You know, this sort of, like, shocker. You know, how Trump p- popped his head into the press room yesterday to say, hey, guys, big story coming up. I ain't telling you what, but oh-ho-ho. And, I mean, that's, that's reality TV show crap to get you to stay tuned, right? I don't know. You got it. He just doesn't. Okay. Okay, bye. Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye. I don't like that buzz. Did you hear the buzz? Yeah. Uh, so, anyway. That's my take. Bob and Braddock writes, this is off subject, but that's okay, because I said my say. Thanks to a Washington Post reporter who tweeted a photo... The Pittsburgh Pirate Parrot made an appearance at some Republican event, a Rick Saccone fundraiser last night, the event in which Kellyanne Conway was in attendance. What the fuck is a pirate parrot doing there? Jesus. What? (laughs) What? I'm not aware of it. Bob says I'm sure you're aware of it because after the photo was tweeted, Twitter was lit up with anti-pirate responses as if the Pirates aren't going to be bad enough already on the field this season. It's a coup de grace, uh, and the Pirates season doesn't start. No, I didn't know about it, Bob, because as I've told you, I'm not looking at my Twitter. Maybe I should let myself take a peek now and then. Um. Oh my god that's unbelievable. Uh, why would a, the pirates allow that to politicize to politicize there are you sure it was the legitimate pirate parrot? That I mean it doesn't sound like much but that is like and you're right for a team that whose fans are have had it up to up to there, why would you, well, I'm, our crack producer, Steven Crusoe is on this. <laughs> Are you finding anything? Yeah? Okay, he's looking. I'll get back to you as soon as we come up with something. That's unbelievable to me. I mean, you don't politicize. Roger says, I hear our president is an expert on Korea. He watches lots of MASH when Fox isn't talking, isn't on, yeah. I bet he doesn't even know MASH is in Korea. What? Oh, oh dear God. So, wow. I, I, no, I didn't know about that. And so thank you for uh, putting me in the in the know. Speaking of uh, Saccone and Lamb... You're going to put what? Okay, do something, but how am I going to know? Okay, the tweet is up on, we've got this new thing where we can, right? Is the tweet on our screen? And the tweet says what? You all can see it, I can't. Turn. Let me see this. Awaiting Kellyanne Conway at a Lincoln Day dinner outside Pittsburgh is the Pirates mascot. This is this is a um, Washington Post reporter, Frank Coonley, the team's president, is speaking on behalf of GOP candidate Rick Saccone. There it is. All right. Jesus H. Excuse me. Hey. I mean that is unbelievable, or not? I mean it's not like team owners, team owners. Coonley isn't the owner; he's the GM, so he had to have. Ha- Wait a minute! I'm all mixed up. I mean the Roonies, uh, uh you know the the uh, Dan Rooney, now gone, uh, was openly pro-Obama, let us remember that, I didn't take issue with that, I like that, Um, but for a guy who's got a team that is like hemorrhaging support uh, in the area, that seems really amazing me, a really stupid maneuver. Okay, I've been sent this here. So, a tweet by a Washington Post reporter covering a GOP event in Pittsburgh sparked controversy on Twitter because the Pirates mascot was at the event. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, Coonley said he did not endorse any candidate at the dinner and gave Pits and gave Channel 4 the following statement. I was asked to talk about the bucks, and specifically did not discuss politics or any candidate. I would be happy to talk Pirates baseball with Democrats if asked. Ah, uh, no. I'm sorry, Frank. That doesn't hold water. It's your presence, and the presence of your team mascot giving Saccone, uh you didn't have to say I'm for Sacone. why the hell else would you have been there you got the hots for Kellyanne or something and wanted to meet her what the hell we have a call hello
2: hey Lynn it's Mike
1: hi it's Mike easy. what do you think welcome back thank you
2: so this dovetails with an email I sent you earlier. I'm sure you didn't read. No, but I I, I actually stuff. saw
1: I saw I saw a piece in the Wall Street Journal about it about this study that shows that fake news, false news, is um, shared on social media way 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 more than truthful news, right?
2: and most people wouldn't have done what you and your crack reporter did, did, by saying wait this can't be right they just say oh it must be right and then they tweet it to their thirty followers and then the bots get hold of it et cetera. but my question for you was is, uh... since i don't use twitter and you used to or still do, um... is does it look good for you when you're the first one to tweet something out does everybody say oh Look at Lynn, she is
1: always the first to know. Yeah. And let me tell you, and exactly. here's, here's 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 and this is one of the reasons that I want to back off uh Twitter. Uh it, it it's a it's a competition and people, you know, compete with how many followers they have and how many retweets and likes their their tweets get so it's not unusual if you tweet something out that then you start checking with the you know addictive regularity about has that been retweeted more has anybody loved it has this and that and you know it can make your day or ruin your day and that's the crap that people who are on social media get sucked into so, yeah, if you're that's first, ridiculous. that's huge. If you're first, that's huge. Even if you're second or third, that could be huge. And, uh, yeah, and it gets you more followers. If you're because first
2: and wrong, you get points. But if you're second or third or fourth and correct, you don't get accolades.
1: No, because usually correct is not as interesting, right? Correct fake news works because it's always, well, either what you want to hear or... Or it's just sexier somehow. It, it's made to catch the eye. It's made to do that. Whoever starts it knows they're putting out something false and wants to attract people to it. So it is configured in a way that's going to get people to say, Oh wow, I gotta share that with everybody I know. And then the person, all the people who get that say, Oh, wow! I gotta share... Right. But if it's sort of stolid, sober truth, doesn't have a chance, apparently.
2: So, it it doesn't hold any weight with Sue saying it. Like, so if you've sent a bunch of tweets out that are ridiculous, don't your followers eventually say, what's up with this old lady? She's ridiculous. Like, doesn't your reputation precede you if you keep if you start a tweet or forward a tweet to your people, and it's,
1: it's proof wrong
2: on found to be bunk,
1: apparently not. Isn't your
2: reputation <laughs> to take a hit at that.
1: No, apparently not, because we know that people who regularly put out false information have huge followers. Followings.
2: Right. The president.
1: <laughs> right.
2: So it's really a popularity contest. Yeah. Look and at me. Look how many people admire me. Yeah that's really all this is is eighth grade
1: it's it's very very yeah immature it no, it caters sense. it caters to not the better parts of our nature there's no doubt about it and i succumbed and um it's just a bad place it didn't have to be but human nature human nature i guess is not a very pretty thing in many respects so I don't know what we do. Um, you know, we can't rely... The article
2: said there's nothing to be done because people... Um, the in Most of it, the article said that most of it wasn't by um, Russian bots. It was by people with very few followers who start the ball rolling. Right. So you have 30 people and you send it off. And that's what triggered something in me is like, oh, would I... Revere this. Would I believe this more if Lynn sent it to me than if some stranger sent it to me? Yes. So, like, the information's coming with your intelligence or your reputation. Right. So it must be correct because Lynn's not an idiot.
1: Yeah. And so, stuff you get from people you trust, uh, you take in and you send on to others. And. I don't know. I mean, I have retweeted false information. Not often, but I have. And I'm, you know, I'm done, pretty much. I'm not saying I'll never tweet again, but um, I don't want to get back in. You talk about a swamp, it's Twitter, it's Facebook. It might have, they both might have started for good reasons, and they still have the capacity to connect people and give people information. But as so often is the case in human, human endeavors, the bad guys pollute stuff. You know, we only have laws because people, bad people, you know, don't act honorably. And so even the honorable people then have to hew to certain restrictions because bad people are always mucking things up for the rest of us.
2: And AARP is now teaching classes to old people about how not to be duped.
1: Well, you know what? I on NPR yesterday. Okay, I think that's good. And I have to tell you something. I have argued, you could find, if there were tapes, you could find tapes of me from 30 years ago saying with fervor that media literacy should be taught from kindergarten on i could not think of a more important thing and that i was saying before twitter before fake news before all of this because i saw people were duped by advertisers well my god it's now so much worse that if we want to yeah have any chance we've got to have media literate people we are all capable of being duped now even someone like me who thinks i know what's up in terms of how media operate so in
2: this article or the thing on the thing on um aarp said that the reason that people are so likely to be duped is that they're afraid and that thieves Go towards that fear and say you're gonna miss out if you don't buy this or oh. you will be the only one that doesn't have a Twitter account if you don't join Twitter. So it's the fear so No
1: It's the fear of being left out of the in crowd. Right? So it is eighth grade. So it is eighth grade. I remember saying to people, I mean how proud I felt did I say this yesterday when, when somebody, I think I said it yesterday, but I, I've been thinking about it because it's, you know, when I talk about the worst parts of our nature, I'm a, God knows I ain't immune, and how proud I would feel when somebody would say breathlessly, did you hear that blah, 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 and I would say, oh, yeah, you know, and if I really wanted to be a jerk, yeah, I saw that, you know, about five hours ago.
2: Well, Whoa, part me. of that is your education was taught you that, right? You're you were in the you were in the biz to do that, but that all of us are following you, following that mentality is ludicrous. Who cares? I would much rather be right
1: than than first
2: than forced to know it. than the first to know something wrong,
1: right? I I mean, no, this thing that in journalism about being first is a horrible of breaking the story is just for bragging rights it has been around forever and i remember once um sitting in the news director's office during a, a channel 4 newscast and the way the producer and the news director and all the you know the brain trust of the channel 4 action news at the time would watch their news is to have their news on KDKA's news on, PXI's news on, and looking at who was first on this story, first on that story. And I remember them saying, you know, like, high five, yeah, yeah, we beat, and I I'm, I, look, I remember saying, are you guys nuts? Nobody's watching all three stations at the same time, <laughs> and <laughs> ooing and eyeing that, you know, Channel 2 beat 11 by two Tens of a sec. What kind of bullshit? And, of course, it was a room full of men. I'm sorry. But men are into, they're much more competitive than women, I think. I think. And it's nonsense.
2: Yeah, there's an episode of Black Mirror with Bryce Howard. Yeah. That is exactly this. She, Have you seen it?
1: I don't. Where is it is the second she, season? I haven't. No.
2: I thought it was the very first one, but she you have, oh. she has a Twitter account or something like it, and when she goes and buys a coffee, she tweets that <gasps> she liked that coffee behave, person's behavior, uh. and then they tweet back that she was a good customer. And it shows how that desire to be first or to be liked destroyed her life.
1: Okay, it's yes. fascinating so Yeah. you not seen it. Well and think of that. That is that's the way, you know, Uber operates. You know, your your driver can rate you, you can rate your driver, all that stuff. I mean, this these Black Mirror stories come out of <laughs> what is already and, and suggest what can happen as a result. I some of them scare me so and much I stopped watching.
2: I know, I can't watch all of them. There are only a couple I can watch. Yeah. Um and maybe it's that I don't feel like I'm as susceptible as because gay people have to say, I don't, I don't care what you think of me. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to move on with the world because we'd always be checking, is that okay? Am I doing that right? Am I crossing my legs right? So at that more, certain populations are more susceptible to this than others, which is really mm. young people. Uh, Can you imagine being in eighth grade with all of this? No. Really in eighth grade?
1: No. With all the adults actually <laughs> acting worse than you more emotionally everyone, stunted every kid in
2: your class being able to post something about you no. or what you wore what you didn't no. wear, can you believe she said this oh my god no
1: and you see there the kids are killing themselves the suicide my yeah in a
2: class in, um, at a church, at a college at a high school in um, Wexford and they actually teach a mean girls class on how to get girls to not be mean
1: to one another better to teach media literacy oh my yeah. well that's a very interesting thing you said and uh, about maybe gay people not being as susceptible to needing to be in the in crowd because they they've lived their lives in the out crowd that's well maybe black people are not as susceptible then too so maybe it's just privileged white people I don't know. But it's an interesting thought. And I thank you for it. And I thank you for your I have one every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Bye. Bye. Wow. Uh. <laughs> wow. Well that was all interesting. How do we get from parrots? Oh, yeah. Well, that's interesting, because what's Twitter about? Parroting. Parroting. And what were Mike and I just talking about? Birds of a feather. Wanting to be. (laughs) I'm sorry. The laughter you hear is coming from Stephen Caruso, who is leaving me. Well, I've got to give you your due. Steven Caruso, um, great guy, the the most reticent producer I have ever had in terms of wanting not to be on the program because, uh, as as you know, um, you haven't heard his voice. Um, And that's because he is a journalist, and he wants to maintain his journalistic cred, so he doesn't want to be pulled in in a public way to talking about news, right? Is that pretty much why? Yeah, you don't want to show. He, he He's a a young journalist who wants to get the story right and uh, objectively. And because he's such a good young journalist, he had been the editor of the Pitt News at one point. You weren't the editor? a editor at pit news and he has now gotten plucked uh and is going to harrisburg to cover uh, you know what's in harrisburg well to cover that cesspool uh for and and forgive me again the the organization is P- pennsylvania the pls reporter pennsylvania legislative Service. Okay. So, great guy, great young reporter, and um, he's now telling me on his whiteboard that we've got some calls coming in. I'm going to miss him! Welcome. Okay, caller, go ahead, please.
3: Hey, Lynn. Um, Welcome back. Thank you. I haven't had a chance to welcome you back. But um, I was just listening, and I'm trying... I can't remember where I picked this up, but it was about um, how vital our sense of community is. What you guys were just talking about and belonging to a tribe and how that's ingrained in us,
1: mm-hmm.
3: I suppose, as we evolved. But the, um, the just the huge importance, you know, when you look at shunning as a punishment, how that's always you're right. You know that it it still it still prevails. But um Helen the reason I called and I I feel like the house is burning down. Hello. This Saturday Manchild 45 is coming to Pittsburgh riding in on the uh, the steel embargo and all the ignorance that is attached to that whole nightmare and uh he is campaigning he is coming in to campaign, and I am so worried that this is going to be um, uh, an irretrievable blow to uh, Connor Lamb. Oh, bah!
1: Listen, that, I'm sorry, honey, I, baby, I. Seriously. Oh, fine. Don't. What? First of all, Mary, you're freaking out about this. Is doing you no good, and Connor Lamb no good um uh you know take your energy and go to the lamb people and say what can i do or something i mean seriously and i don't know Uh, i think the most recent poll actually showed connor lamb pulling ahead a little bit um the president coming in for the second time shows Republicans are scared out of their mind they're going to lose this. I want to share with you a front-page New York Times story today that uh, talks about the Republicans throwing millions upon millions of dollars at this race and how unbelievable it is since the legislative district these guys are running for will not even exist by November, And they're saying the only reason the president's coming in, the only reason the Republicans are throwing all this money at a race for a legislative district that will disappear, essentially, in November, is because of how humiliating it will be if they lose. So. That's what's going on here, and you just take a deep breath, and <laughs> I'm serious, take a deep breath, and relax. No, one
3: more time, please. Do the take, do I, I don't know if I can please. do that
1: again. Okay. Take a deep <laughs> breath. Okay? 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 All right, I sweetie. Love you, I, gotta, I love you, too. I got to run, because I got another call. See ya. Bye. Hey, bye. All right, bye. Uh, caller, it still does that. Hello, caller, hi.
0: Hi, Lynn, it's Dave from Washington
1: again. Hi, Dave.
0: Hey, um, you know, you were talking about uh, how Trump is being upsmarted by Stormy Jones, or Stormy Daniels, whatever the heck her name is.
1: Okay, yeah. Boy, isn't
0: that a fact, you know? She signs this confidentiality agreement, she's not allowed to talk about it, yet everybody now knows what happened. Because she tricked him into releasing all these details of the Trump camp, into releasing all these details. She doesn't have to do anything. We all know now that Trump had a thing with a porn star at the time that his third wife is giving birth to his fifth kid. We all now know that. She didn't say that, but he brought that out. We know that he paid her $130,000. We also now know, and this is what's going to make me kind of sick, because this is going to come out, because if it exists, it's going to be leaked. Part of the agreement was she had to destroy or not acknowledge any text or visual images, digital images. Ooh. That means, I know, that
1: means... There I might know, be I pictures of... Dick pics out there. <laughs> there's a dick pic out there. Yuck!
0: And sexting. Trump is sexting and sending dick pics around the <laughs> Internet. And if they exist, they kind of come out.
1: Oh, God.
0: You, <laughs> <laughs> I know. And watch, uh, so anyways, you know, he... Boy, she's played him I like do fiddle. I don't even know necessarily said about to do it this way either, but it certainly has happened. We know all about this thing that he paid her one hundred and thirty thousand dollars never to talk about.
1: <laughs> 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 I know, so that's the great negotiator Yeah, this is the great negotiator, and we're putting this guy who's gotten played by a porn star um across the table from uh this North Korean. Oh boy. Yep. Yep. Well, th- <laughs> thanks for the laugh. Appreciate Appreciated. Well, you
0: know, I'm going to be very, very careful, love. You know, anytime you open a, a hey, look at this attachment or whatever. one of those
1: days. God I'm forbid! Go oh around God, around. don't! Oh man! I know, oh God! All right. All right. Well, have fun. Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh! 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 Wait! Wait! Lynn! Wait! Wait! You still uh, there? Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: Uh, I have one more thing I wanted to say. I completely forgot. You still there, Lynn? Yes. Yes. Okay, Monday. This coming Monday is my birthday. Oh. I happen to know it's also your father's birthday. Yes. March 11th. Yes. It's your dad's birthday. It's also my birthday. And every year, I'm sorry, I I forgot to say this at the beginning. Every year, I call you and I wish your dad happy birthday on his birthday because it's mine also. And just let you know that there is somebody out there in the world who really doesn't know anything about your family except on your father's birthday, I remember your dad.
1: That's so sweet. Thank you. Gosh, he'd be ninety he'd be ninety seven. I think. Well, happy birthday to Norman, Norman Miller. Okay. God bless him. Okay. That's thank thank got you. Got thank That's you. Funny. And happy birthday. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> happy, happy birthday. Okay. Bye bye. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. Jeez. Yeah, front page story, New York Times, saying Republicans think that the public relations debacle that will come if Lamb wins is a price they cannot bear. And so that is why they are throwing millions upon millions of dollars at this and the president coming in for the second time. And the vice president has been here. And strange, Kellyanne Conway was here. Who hasn't been here? Wow. Uh, oh, just a little something that made me chuckle. Wall Street Journal today. This is a, regarding the tariff stuff um said called this a dangerous moment in the Trump presidency and then before they're even out of the first paragraph of their hyperventilating editorial they remind us of our history and tell us that herbert hoover was the last Republican president who embraced tariffs. Herbert Hoover. And we know what happened then. Right? So that's what the Wall Street Journal is ominously tweeting, not tweeting about, uh, talking about, uh, today. Oh, here was an odd thing from the New York Times piece um on the Sacone and Lamb race. They say a, a leading uh House Republican super PAC is is sending mail to Democratic households and it's a picture in it is a picture of Connor Lamb firing an assault rifle. And so think about this: so Republicans are sending pictures of a Democrat with an assault rifle to Democrats and trying to peel off Democrats from voting for him because of his stance on guns. And I think that's a very unusual kind of a tactic for Republicans to do, to come around, to literally... That's something that you would expect the left of the Democratic Party to go after a candidate they don't like in that way. But for the Republicans to be doing it, I think is... Man, they are pulling out every stop. And let me remind you that if you get, you know, someone knocking on your door, and they're there for um, Saccone, those aren't volunteers. Those are people who are being paid. I can't speak for absolutely every one of them, but being paid. If you get a knock on the door for Connor Lamb. That's a fellow citizen. Volunteer. So the carpetbaggers, believe me, are all over that district now. And that should turn off a lot of people. You want your own citizenry, it's your district, right? And all this ugly money coming in. Well, the money itself isn't ugly, but it is, sure. The good news is, as of Tuesday, none of us will have to be subjected to the deluge of horrific political advertising that we have been. Uh, You know, the the winner so far, hands down, are... Television stations who have raked in unbelievable amounts of money. Do you know TV stations during national election years especially make, I forget, it's like five, six, seven times what they make in an off year. And it's all because of political advertising. So this is a real, this is such a wonderful little unexpected bunch of money pouring into the local stations here. Uh, Gee, I wonder if they would take any of that bounty and give it to their employees, you know? Maybe say, wow, we weren't expecting these millions. We didn't, our budget didn't think we were going to. Why don't we give our employees? No, quite the opposite. The poor folks who work for local television stations are squeezed and squeezed and squeezed some more. That's the reality. Roger said, I closed my Facebook account the day after the election, but my most liked post is attached and it's a picture that he took in Cleveland in 2016 and he says I don't fully understand it but it humored me and I guess more people that this was re what it was liked more it is funny it's a billboard that says need campaign financing dick to Dick, LLC, Executive Consulting. <laughs> Can you imagine a company called Dick to Dick? And there's a guy's face, and then under it is a quote from somebody called Drew Dogan III. And here's the quote, under Dick to Dick. We're not going to live forever, so why should the earth? was shared over and over again look at that thing i mean it just doesn't even make any sense need campaign financing dick to dick executive consulting we're not going to live forever so why should the earth what the huh what that is the funniest thing i've ever seen i bet that was so boy you must have felt like you were had so many friends that day. Shall we send this out? No? Okay. And this other thing I want to say, I mean, we were, yeah, well, never mind. Um, I don't know if you heard that uh, people who use Amazon's Alexa were having uh, some uh, sort of scary, freaky, weird experiences lately where they'd be talking, let's say on the phone, and all of a sudden Alexa in their house would start cackling. <laughs> <laughs> and people were freaking out. And uh, Amazon now has said they figured out what was happening. And it says this. Here's Amazon's uh, remarks. In rare circumstances, Alexa can mistakenly hear the phrase, Alexa, laugh, when other words have been spoken. Amazon said in an email, we are changing the phrase to be, Alexa, can you laugh? And we are disabling Alexa, laugh. First of all, I just want to say this. Why the... Would anybody say, Alexa, laugh? Or, Alexa, can you laugh? Or will you laugh? <coughs> Why? God, I hate those things. Tell me. I mean, never. I mean, and they say Americans are adopting this shit left, right, and center that one in five American adults now has a, a device like Alexa in their house. Alexa, keep me company. Alexa. Alexa, I just want to sit here on the couch and never move. Turn on my television, Alexa. Turn off the lights, Alexa. Read my book to me, Alexa. What the? I'm sorry, guys. Nightmare! Oh. Oh, thank you. So, that billboard, thank you. Roger, see this is the last gift from uh, from my crack producer Stephen Caruso, and this is a headline from I'm willing to bet. Oh, it's a St. Louis newspaper. Who's the dick behind those dick to dick billboards? So apparently they've shown up in other cities, and the billboard seems it says to be an advertisement for being well a dick. Dick to Dick, LLC Executive Consulting. Oh, there's other billboards. Here's this one says, handing out abuse, getting the respect your title deserved. That's the Dick to Dick way. Um, Okay, so there's a bunch of these things on and it turns out that it's the brainchild of a guy named (laughs) Andrew Farrington who's a financial consultant in LA and he says... It's more or less performance art. It's a form of therapy. He had been working in finance and the music business, but grew disillusioned with the inequity he saw in his working life. Regular schlubs who made mistakes got canned, while the people at the top got golden parachutes. And then the financial devastation of 2008 was particularly tough. So Farrington had always believed that hard work should be rewarded. He put himself through college, went to night school, blah, 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 blah. And uh, his wife finally said to him, and I say this actually to the caller who was freaking out about uh, Saccone, you can either care less or find an outlet, his wife said to him. And so... He found his outlet. <laughs> it's all personally funded, uh, an investment that may had no financial return. The basic message is to get people to question the way big business works. I'm just voicing my frustration with living in America. Oh, man. So there you have it. And there's more than one. And if you go, what? Where can you see this? If you go, I guess, go to Google dick-to-dick billboards and you'll see what the guy's done. It's brilliant. Um, He said he got a bit of questioning from the billboard company, but not much. And he has a registered trademark on dick-to-dick. This isn't profanity, he said. It's the name of the company. If the federal government doesn't think, it, well, it's profanity, then it isn't profanity. So dick to dick. Well, there you go. Brilliant. And performance art. I love it. I love it. Uh, Barbara says just on MSNBC, Uh, they're talking about the Saccone race, and they're also saying the GOP is bracing for an embarrassing defeat next week. Wow. I think if they really knew for sure that Lamb was going to win and Saccone was going down, they wouldn't have the president come in. They still think there's a shot because it will embarrass the president. He will be you want to know who will be more furious than Rick Saccone if he loses? Donald Trump, because he'll feel like he was embarrassed. Um, I just want to say, Josie says, Last night I received a phone call from Trump's daughter-in-law inviting me to his rally. I'm a registered Democrat, and I'm not even in Connor Lamb's district. Well, <laughs> go figure. <laughs> Some algorithm got something wrong. Okay, guys, thank you so much. I, I I enjoyed the show. I hope you did. And uh, we'll uh, talk again Monday. Have a great weekend.
0: Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers